Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business. It's Russ and Greg with you, Greg. You you, you were dancing especially well tonight. Uh, <laughs> seems like you're in a you good know, mood. It's a special. I am in a good mood. It's a special night. I feel like I should have dressed up more for tonight. Yeah, episode. this is like one of those episodes where you wear the tux. Right, like you, 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 you do the whole yeah. Oscar award, Emmy award thing. Uh, you, you don't invite Will Smith uh, just to be safe, but you, you do the uh. whole thing, <laughs> and there you go, right? Because it's our. It, well, maybe you can invite Will, but maybe you don't invite the rest. Yeah, of the family. I don't know. I don't know what. <laughs> who knows, right? Uh, yeah, episode number fifty. That that that's like a what is that gold? Is that gold? What's the fiftieth anniversary? That's silver, silver I, think. I don't know. It, I don't know what 50. is it. Is silver twenty five or apparently silver we didn't do any research on this, but uh, <laughs> okay, well, it, it, it's, it's a, a milestone. Whatever 50. it is, fifty is a milestone. Yeah. I think that you know most podcasters don't make it to three, so making it to fifty is an accomplishment. Exactly, exactly, and. Congratulations, you. Russ! Congratulations to you as well, and, and right back at you. I mean, it's it's been uh, it's interesting, you know. I mean, we did some test episodes, and there's a few, you know, those hidden episodes that we've alluded to occasionally on the podcast that we like. They're hidden episodes, not because there's something that we don't want to put out there. They're hidden episodes just because they were really bad, and we don't want to put them out there because of that. Um, it's not <laughs> it's not bad information. We buried it was them. just bad. Yeah, those yeah. those are buried in my backyard. Um, uh, mm-hmm. so we'll, mm-hmm. we'll dig those up someday maybe, but, uh, and we should do a show one time maybe where we play those and it's just us laughing at ourselves. That, that could be, uh, <laughs> that would be, that would be entertaining. <laughs> that would be entertaining. I think it would be entertaining for us, but I don't know if it'd be really entertaining for anybody <laughs> right, else. Right. Hopefully the shows that we're doing now are much more informative, exactly. much more entertaining. Uh, well, you know, the thing are, is, but- I feel like I have learned, and I, I know I mentioned this in another episode recently, but I feel like I've learned so much from doing this podcast. Um, all the various guests that we've had on here, I feel like I'm a better, a better manager, a better, uh, you just person <laughs> in general, right. uh, just because right. of all the the various bits of advice that we've received, and it's not just on our podcast it's on the whole network of the, the best business network because that's the other thing that came out of all of this like it was just you and i you know sitting here on our uh, little zencaster thing like chit-chatting trying to do this podcast just by ourselves in the beginning and now you know we've got the guests and we've got like a whole network of podcasters that are like friends of ours now <laughs> that we that we get to be yeah. on there with on the best business network it's awesome i'm so proud yeah i'm really really proud of what you know we're building with the best business network because uh you know we're finding just great shows yeah. very informative entertaining business shows and trust me i listen to a lot of different podcasts and i'm trying to figure out and that which ones are worth even talking to about bringing on to our network uh and you know we've been fortunate enough to have just fantastic shows and we're adding another one yes, tonight yes we are yes we are and and it's it's like you know he he's wearing the tux we we didn't wear the tux but he's wearing the tux tonight uh scott bell and your yes. podcast, how to how to sell? Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you for joining us tonight. Welcome. Well, thank Scott. you for the introduction. You know, got the tux all warmed up, got the cufflinks and the cummerbund going. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. And my shoes, I'm ready to go. <laughs> right, right. Well, maybe maybe you can tell us: is fifty? Is that a gold or is that a silver well, anniversary? Fifty's what gold. Is that? Okay. 
15 right. years. There we go. Right. Beautiful. Well, we made it. So this show is golden. <laughs> this show is golden already. You should get the stamp of approval. Gold. Done. Nice. Nice. <laughs> we know a little bit about stamp of approval. So we, we should be able to figure that part out. Hey, Scott, I've known you for a while now, but I've never asked you, like, how did you get into sales? I mean, you're truly a sales expert, but I never asked you, how did you, you know, find that this was a passion of yours? So uh, we're going to have to go way back to, to like when I was a kid. My, my dad was the ultimate salesman. And so growing up in school, he, he would take M&Ms and sell, like the, he would buy the big bags of M&Ms mm-hmm. and he would sell M&Ms by the handful. And uh, he would load up his trunk of his car with sodas, or as they called it, pop, and he would sell mm-hmm. soda. And I was like, dad can do it. I can do it. <laughs> so in seventh grade, I had a paper route. So I was like, you know, what do I do? I, I, I like money. Like I like playing video games back then. Video games were huge and like, I wanted all of them. Not like just don't, Hey, like Scott, buy one game. No, I'll buy them all. So <laughs> I took my, my paper out fortune and I went to Costco back then and I bought up a whole bunch of candy. So I bought up, uh, you know, uh, atomic fireballs. I bought up blow pops. I bought up Tootsie rolls and I would fill up my backpack. And during the school day, I would, sling candy <laughs> so uh wow yeah and i did pretty good at it i figured out that during the day i could get different costs for different candies based upon the time of the day and based upon the type of candy so so is it later in the day you could charge more yeah, after lunch i could get more for candy than i could before <laughs> so 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 okay so you were you were selling candy as a kid what was the next step up into making it a career okay so uh when 2000 i got into the insurance business and i was probably the 10th worst salesperson on the planet maybe (laughs) they'll love it (laughs) i was bad i was horrible and then i I lost everything like uh, i tried to make it work tried to try to make everything go and one of those things where you know call up dad and like dad like uh, i don't have any money <laughs> oh, uh, and i gotta tell you it was it was one of the hardest phone calls i've ever made in my life oh, I bet. so yeah. yeah so he said so what do you need and so we worked out a deal and i had to pay him back and then uh i i said like i don't ever want to be that that desperate and be that bad at sales so i went and bought at that time probably 10 or 15 books on sales there, there was no real amazon in 2001 2002 so I went to a Borders book here in Sacramento, and I, I literally bought every book I could get my hands on on sales. And in 2002, I went into full-time sales, and everything's gone from there. Nice. What was what, what did you learn out of those books that you know taught you like I could be successful at sales? Like you know because you could read these sure. books, and that doesn't mean you're going to be good at it, right? You ha- there's something has to click. It took a while for things to click for me. It wasn't instant. It was hard. And, you know, all the practice drill rehearse, the old school PDR, like I, I really had to put effort to it. And I just, I would not give up. I got in a lot of trouble. I like, I was selling heating and air in Sacramento and I held the world record for being kicked out of houses. Like, <laughs> because like, you know, think about it. 2002, no podcast, no YouTube. Right. There was only a certain amount of ways that you could get your, your, your education. You could buy a book. You could buy a book on CD. You could pay for training. There wasn't a lot of online courses back then. Or you go go to a live seminar. You really had like four. You had four four ways of figuring out how to do stuff. And so I didn't have anybody to coach me. 
and I didn't have anybody to train me. So I feel bad for the people that I met with because like they had legitimate reasons to kick me out. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> They're like, oh, that guy. <laughs> yeah, I remember him. Uh, <laughs> So, the, oh, you yeah. know, uh, I started getting pretty good at what I did and I started working and coaching people to make my skills even better. Nice. nice. Yeah. I mean, it, it worked. I mean, you're, you're excellent at it now. I mean, I've you know, full disclosure, I've come to Scott and asked advice on how to sell. And I think I'm pretty good at selling. So, you know, that tells you how much I respect Scott's Thank ability you. in selling. So what about you guys? How did, how did you get into sales? I mean, the, the, enough about me. <laughs> Even though I am my favorite subject, enough about me. <laughs> yeah, well, for me, it was, man, I, I remember it actually goes way back as well. And I don't think I have, I don't think I've ever told you this story, Greg. And I don't think I've ever told the story oh. in anywhere. Um, but it, this Ooh. was back in middle school. This is Sales Secrets Unleashed. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Um, Back in middle school, no, no, I'm sorry, elementary school, elementary school, not even middle school. This is like, you know, fourth or fifth grade. Um, We had like the bookmobile come by, right? And Mm. they had these really like kind of lame bookmarks. And so what I did was I was like, hey, bookmarks, maybe I should sell bookmarks. That would be kind of cool. Like I'll I'll make, I'll make money selling. So I, what I did was I, I, I got some paper, I got the stamps little, you know, stamps and stickers that we could put on the bookmarks. And I went to my neighbor across the street, had the neighbor, cause I couldn't really cut paper straight. <laughs> I was never, I'm still not good at that. So I had my neighbor cut all the strips, put the stamps on, do the whole thing. Like they basically did all the, the creation of it. And I paid them by the, by the bookmark, essentially took the bookmarks, went to school, sold them. And, and I, <laughs> I did that. It was only about two weeks of doing that. But I was like, wow, that's that's really easy to like to to do this. That worked out really, really cool. You and made then, your own manufacturing plant. I did. I did. And <laughs> child labor. So <laughs> I was I was <laughs> I mean, between selling candy at school, which is illegal, child labor, which is illegal. I, I, I'm a little worried about you know what's coming out of right. this show hey, right now. You gotta top us, Greg. Like next up is you. Right. So oh. You got to go to kindergarten. I was in kindergarten and I was selling paste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was selling milk. Yeah. No. <laughs> so Russ, so how, how did you elevate? Well, so I, 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 I did that back you? then. I did little things like that, you know, throughout the years I had like, you know, I sold apples out of the backyard, lemonades. I like always did these little things, these little business ventures as a kid. Right. But it wasn't until, um, I, I, I really wanted to get into media. So I was working in radio and I was working for a local cable station. I was, I got to do camera work for, you know, like local origination programming. Um, and I got to do like some voiceover stuff. It was, it was great. I I totally loved it, but I was making no money. I'm like, I really need to figure out how to actually make some money. And so I went to my, my, uh, uh, boss at the cable company and I said, is there any way you can pay me for doing any of the things that I'm doing? Like pay me a little bit more. Like it's just not working. He's like, well, you know, I just don't have the budget for it. However, we have a local channel. We put ads on there and for every ad you sell, I'll give you, I'll give you, you know, 25%. Like, okay, I'll do that. 
I'm like, that's not bad. Twenty five. I mean, they were cheap though. It was like thirty five dollars, seventy five dollars, and I think one thirty five <laughs> was the highest. So you know, I, but still, it was like forty, fifty bucks that I would. Would you only have ten people watching this yeah, channel? Exactly right. It was no. It was the. It was channel three, and the the whole gimmick behind it was it was the channel that you would watch, and it was only in in one city, but it was the channel that you would watch when you were about to play a VCR movie, you know, so you'd have to put it on channel three to watch. So there was nothing on there other than these ads just rotating through. So very cheap inventory. So I, (laughs) I was like, okay, well, do we have one sheets? Do we have like, do we have some sort of marketing material? Do we have something that I can give people right. That, that I could walk around with. He's like, no, like, okay. Uh, (laughs) Do we have like a data, like some sort of database? And you know, I didn't know what, how to ask these questions back then, but you know, these were, these were the things that I was asking and, and what my intent was. So I had to build a database of like people. So what I could enter contracts and create contracts. So I did that back then. Um, and I had to create one sheets and I was like, okay, I'm going to do all of these things. And so I did that like kind of first so that I was ready and I could kind of take in the sale. Right. First day I walk into a place, like literally it was a, a first place I walked into was a jewelry store. And I went in with the pitch. They sort of had the same reaction as far as the cost. I'm like, yeah, we'll do this. I'm like, great. I went into the next door. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm like, oh my god, I am the best salesperson ever. And I had like, <laughs> I had like two weeks, two two or three solid weeks of just like selling, 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 selling. I was like, I'm on a, I'm on a total roll. And then that's when they said, well, maybe we had to make the price higher. <laughs> Yeah. And then uh, maybe we can't pay you that much because, you know, so like there was all these little things of like, okay, this is, this is, uh, (laughs) there were changes made, but it was like easy to sell, super cheap price. And just like, I made all these little systems and I, I sort of treated it more as marketing than sales, which I think that's what I've always done in, in, Mm -hmm. in my sales career, um, is figure out how to be more, uh, I guess, consultive in the sale, right? Instead of like, just, Hey, here, you know, take this. Um, and yeah, that's, that's how I, I, I got my start. Um, and it, it was like, yeah, I, I still, when I go by that jewelry store, I get a little bit excited because like, Oh, that was my first real <laughs> sale. Cool. Uh, I want to hear your story, Greg, but you know, we do have to take a, a short break. So, uh, because you sold all these ads. So <laughs> <laughs> we did sell the ads, so we better we better exactly sure we gotta we gotta give that to him. So uh, we'll take a short break here. When we come back, we will continue our conversation. Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business. It's Russ and Greg with you. We're joined by Scott Bell, but I was just telling him during the break here. I, I just did all the talking during that last one, so sorry about that, Scott. But uh, <laughs> that's right. I'm full of words. We can talk for lots of hours. Okay, perfect. Well, this is going to be the longest <laughs> podcast ever. We're going to go eight hours today because I'm going to ask this next question to Greg, and I know you've got an interesting story as far as your first sales experience. How did you get started in sales? Well, because I'm really scared that, you know, somebody's coming after us after this podcast with your two stories. I'm not going to go into how I was selling fireworks <laughs> as an elementary yeah. school kid. There's I'm a not go that. that story in one of our other podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll just leave that it at one. that other podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what's really interesting? I had no plans of ever going into sales. Yeah. I did not think or see myself as a salesperson at all growing up, going through college. In fact, in college, 
my degree was in industrial relations, which, you know, is basically mediation arbitration, right? And then I also had a human resources degree. So between those two things, I said, okay, my career is going to be in one of those two fields. Okay. My first field was, uh, you know, mediation. There weren't too many mediation jobs coming out of college. So, okay, that was out. Then I said, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to try human resources. Very quickly, I realized eh, human resources really in reality wasn't what I wanted to do. So I got a job in a high tech company and I was um, basically a supervisor for the returns department at a high tech hmm. company. And I was there for about six months and the sales team got to know me and they'd go, Greg, have you ever thought about being in sales? And I go, no, why? And he goes, well, you know, with, with the way you communicate and your personality and your knowledge of the products, because, you know, you're handling all the returns, you can talk the product. Uh, we want you to come over to the sales department. And I go, okay, how much does it pay? And they told me how much it paid in the commission plan. I go, oh, yeah, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> and then they threw the per diem out at me and they said, yeah, you can go entertain clients all over the place and take them to steak and lobster and go out and stuff like that. I go, yeah, this sounds really, really good. So I really uh, thank her name is Carrie. She was the one who recruited me. She was the manager in the sales department and she basically taught me how to sell. And, you know, it wasn't difficult, but there's a lot of nuance to sales that I didn't really get. But because of my training in mediation, you know, in, in mediation, you have to listen, yeah. right? You have to understand what filters people have. And, you know, you're trying to come to a resolution to a problem in mediation. Well, sales is very similar in a lot of ways to the, the similar techniques that you use in, in selling properly. So it was kind of a natural progression. And then once I got into the radio business and started doing, uh, you know, my golf radio show, I got a lot better at just communicating and getting my thoughts out clearly and interviewing people. So that was kind of the next level of how I improved my sales skills. And then I took kind of all of that together and that's when I started my own businesses and started, you know, growing businesses and be becoming kind of the salesperson that I feel that I am today. Like I said earlier, though, I'm always looking for help. I'm always looking to improve my skills. That's why I came to Scott, because I knew he could help me. And I'm always looking for new resources to improve at, at being a better salesperson. I feel like I'm pretty good. But there's always room for improvement when it comes to sales. So that's why it's really fun to have Scott on the show today. And, you know, we, we're going to get the chance to kind of, you know, figure out what's new, what's new in sales and what are some of the new concepts that people are using. So, Scott, that's kind of where I wanted to start sure. with this because you're on top of this. I mean, oh. you're studying this on an ongoing basis. Tell me a little bit about what you're learning right now and, and what you're working with your clients. So on. it doesn't matter what service you provide and what you do the way that sales has changed is the way that people make purchases. And we've never been armed with more data, more information, more reviews, more opinions than ever before. And so what's really changed is the, is the buying cycle. Whereas, you know, people would go to a salesperson and pretty much buy into whatever they say, and they would get their three bids if that's what they do. Now what people do is they talk to the, this is the, the, the direction it's gone. They go and do their research and then they validate the information through the salesperson. 
And so for the top salespeople, what they're doing is they're creating buyer's guides. They're taking the time to create video. They're taking the time to create audio. They're taking the time to be that first point of information where people find them and say, hey, like I'm willing to talk to you, but I'm not just ready to make a decision just yet. And so um, if you look at the, the tradition of sales, sales really started like in the early 1900s. That's, I mean, don't get me wrong. We've had sales forever, but like the, the commercial commercialization of it and teaching people and going through. Mm-hmm. And then like when people came back from the war in World War II, there was, you know, J. Doug, Douglas Edwards that started teaching people. And then like a lot of the theory and what we had came from people coming back from the war. And this is important. OK, so when people came back from the war, they were used to being in the military. They were being told what to do. They were, they were used to kind of taking orders. And so a lot of the training that was taught in the 50s and the 60s was more of, I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. And things have changed. Things have evolved. People have more information in their fingertips, more options, more capabilities than they, yeah. they ever had before. But within that, there's tons of opportunity because there's tons of chaos and confusion. I, I love what you said about doing videos, preparing guides, helping them through that 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 buying process, and actually yeah. acknowledging that it's a buying process. Not not like yeah. I I remember I had a, 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 a one of those door ringer guys that the the door to door. He was like selling. I think it was solar that he was selling. Right. Mm-hmm. He he knocks on the door and just has like doesn't want to get to know us at all. Doesn't yeah. just wants to say his pitch like that was it, and I said oh, I'm I'm not interested. He's like, well, hear me out, blah 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 blah, and it, it's just like no acknowledgement of me at all. It was just the like one of the worst, and I, I part of me wanted to just let me help you out. <laughs> let me tell you what to do. Yeah, I get the guy yeah. knock on my door all the time, and I'm like, oh, it's so I, frustrating, I isn't script. it? Yeah, I have their script down. Like yeah. the, the, the weirdo sales guy in me, I'm like, I sit down and I script out what they said. So the next time that they come to her door, I know exactly <laughs> what they're going to say and what they do. Right. And I'll repeat back to them. But, you know, the, that style of <laughs> let me let me force you into a conversation and let me verbally assault your ear. Just I'm going to say that's not my style. Now, here's the thing that I found. I, I ride with salespeople. So companies will hire me. Hey, come work with my salesperson. They're stuck come work with my team. Mm -hmm. And I will share with you that there's different styles of sales, just like there's different recipes for spaghetti, right? So like I put brown sugar in my spaghetti, maybe you don't. So everybody's got their own Mm -hmm. style and their own way of making it work. And and, you know, you're, you're looking at me. I'm I'm going to write that down actually. (laughs) Brown sugar. Brown sugar. If if you learn anything from Scott Bell today, it's put some brown sugar in your spaghetti. I'm going to give that a shot. Everybody's, See, here's the thing is everybody's got their own recipe and I am not an aggressive salesperson. I am more conversational. Let's tell yeah. stories. Let me ask you questions. And and sometimes people will watch me and say, that's not how I would do it. I'm like, that's fine. Don't do it that way. Right. You know, how, how do you coach people to find their style? You know, whether it's, it's, it's a conversational style, I, I think Russ is a very consultative style. How do you help them find their style? So, you know, part of it is to, to sit down and say, if you were going to have a conversation with a really good friend and you were going to interact with them, how would you tell them an important story? What would you do? Give me, give me an idea of something that you would do that's important. 
And sometimes people will go straight into the aggressive and I can't be a judge because they, they may be very good at selling that way, or they may be horrible. It, it's one of those things that no matter what style you are, the more conversational you can make something, the better it is. Mm-hmm. And so what normally happens is when somebody gets put into sales and they're brand new, they get their, their sales training and their, their coach, their mentor, their trainer will go to them and say, go build rapport. Good. Go build rapport. But they don't tell them that you're not two separate people. And this is where salespeople screw up a lot when I watch them and ride with them because I'm watching the ping pong match live. So I get to see what people do versus what people practice. And so the, one of the biggest struggles that salespeople face is they are one person building a rapport. Hey, you like football? I like football. You like the ocean? I like ocean. You like surfing? I like surfing. <laughs> and then what happens is there is a definite feel of pace, change, tone, pitch, interaction like now that we've had the fun and we've talked about sales what we got to do we got to talk about this product this widget this gizmo we got to do and it turns into pressure <laughs> it, like yeah. the, everything changes it, it's it it's one person going in halfway through the call it's another person coming out in the and, and like just like i watched your reaction live you you both went Ugh. <laughs> yucky <Yeah. laughs> and, and i i did this this was me and so like, this is one of the reasons I raised my hand and go, hey, I wasn't very good at it and I caused a lot of problems for myself. And so if somebody's brand new to sales or they're struggling, I'm going to give you one of the greatest tips that took me forever to learn. And I call it the root beer bottle rapport trick. Okay. 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 So We're writing this down I'm, too. I'm, I'm we, got, we got brown sugar. Yeah. We got root beer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Everything in my life revolves around food. So <laughs> You're on the right show. <laughs> You, I, everybody else sits completely different having a drink. Now I'm allergic to fermented food and alcohol. So like when I go to a bar, I drink, you know, cranberry juice, I drink water and I observe. And so one of the things that I observed is the people who relax and hold a drink in their hand have different types of conversations than people who are not relaxed. Hmm. And so... One of the, the things that I teach salespeople to do is when they're role-playing and practicing is to go to the store and buy a bottle of root beer and to role-play and practice holding that bottle of root beer as if they were in a social setting. So like I'm sitting up, I'm on a couch right now in, in the studio, okay? But if, if I was in real life doing what I'm teaching, I, I would sit back and I would hold the bottle tilted. And I, I might just have a, a little bit of a different conversation. I may slow down my pitch. I may slow down my pace. You know, I, I might take longer pauses. I may tell a different story. And then I might get excited. And then, you know, I'm, I'm holding this drink. And so I, I was working with a call center a couple of months back. And I went in. I went into the office and I didn't tell the office manager carrying two six packs of root beer. And she was like, whoa, 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 whoa. There's no drinking in this office. And I said, root beer. This is root beer because there was 12 people in the office. I got, I bought 12 root beers. And so the the business owner comes in and I have everybody sitting in their rolling chairs. Like we were sitting at a bar, but none of the (laughs) bottles of root beer are open. They're like, what are you doing? And I said, I'm, I'm helping people have a real conversation and connect with empathy as if you were a real human being. And the numbers went up, the interactions went up and Mm -hmm. people were happy to talk to somebody in a call center. It gets people to slow down. It gets people to interact a little bit differently. Yeah. 
That is so interesting. And I, I've never heard you tell that story before. And, and what I think about is, you know, you know, when you're at a bar and you're drinking your water and your cranberry and you're watching everybody else, you know, kind of have conversations and you're observing. Mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been in that setting as well. And I see some people that have great game. Yeah. And I have yeah. some people that, that I, I really, you know, oh my gosh, they are struggling. They can't talk to, you know, whoever they're trying to talk to. And it's, it's, it's painful to watch. So when we come back from break, I want to dive in a little bit on the people that are challenged in having that relaxed conversation and how you help Absolutely. them. Absolutely. We're back with DIY for Business, Russ and Greg with you. Take a listen to our show and all the other great shows like How to Sell Show with Scott Bell on the Best Business Network. Uh, Go to bestbusinessnetwork.com and also go to electricast.com where you're going to see a ton of different programming I think you're going to really enjoy. So before the break, uh, we were talking a little bit with Scott about how he gets people more relaxed to have that conversation. Uh, and it really helps them sell. And the observation that I made is some people just have a really difficult time having conversations. And I know there's a way to kind of get them to a point where they can still be an effective salesperson, even if they're an introvert, right? And, and they're not comfortable in a social setting, naturally having conversations with people. What do you do with those types of things? Well, first, let's recognize something. There's three traits of really good salespeople, okay? And this may surprise you. Good salespeople have one of these traits, or all three of them. And and there's no nice way to sugarcoat some of this. So one of them is that they're good looking. One of them is that they're funny. And one of them is that they're socially awkward. Now, I wasn't born with humor, and I wasn't born socially awkward, so it's a good thing I'm good looking. So. <laughs> we should be videotaping no, this right it's now. The tux. I'm telling you. <laughs> so... Uh, so uh, you know, people will say, well, I'm, I'm socially awkward. I'm like, fantastic. Use it to your advantage. Because as salespeople, we're used to going into a situation where somebody says, I'm not interested. And then we roll into however we're going to deal with it and say, look, I completely understand you're not interested. But if I could do this, would you want that? However you say it. OK, so you can use this to your advantage. You can completely being being that you're introverted shouldn't stop you from from closing a deal. It should actually help you. So play to your strength. You know, one of the reasons that I get people to calm down and role play with me is because I'm like, look, pretend that we got a rental car and you bought the insurance and you want to jump it over railroad tracks in role play and practice, smash everything up, do everything wrong, find your voice. And we have this fear of rejection. But like if you, if you don't if you think about rejection, like in sales, like I have everything on the line, that means that you've put in time, effort, energy, risk, money or reputation. Those six things can lead to rejection, okay? Time, energy, effort, risk, money, reputation. Now, conversely, when you think about it, those are also the things that can lead to regret. Mm -hmm. So if you don't put in time, effort, energy, risk, money, or reputation, you don't face rejection, you face regret. And so part of the conversation with somebody who's struggling or somebody who's brand new is, like, we have to define what rejection is. Like today, before I did this episode, I'm driving, and this guy cut me off. And I didn't go, rejection, I feel so rejected, <laughs> right? So because he cut me off, I hit a red light. And I didn't go, gosh, darn it, oh, golly, rejection. You know, I, I was at the gas station buying beef jerky today. 
and the lady in front of me cut in front of me in line. Rejection. My ATM card wouldn't work. Rejection. We just because we put so much emphasis on the outcome of making money. So if we can redefine what rejection is and what regret is, it really does help. So taking some time to role play, practice, talk about, you know, what happens when somebody says no. Is it no forever? Is it no for right now? Is it no because I did something wrong? Mm-hmm. You know, it's taking the time to ask the right questions. And so sometimes people just don't understand what caused them to get to where they're at. Yeah. And I know I went really long on answering that question, but those are the common traits that I see. Those are the struggles that I see people have. I'm glad you did because I love the answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like yeah, I, I will work awesome. with some people people and they'll say, they'll call me because like, we'll do deal breakdowns. Uh-huh. And I'll say, tell me what happened. What did they say? What did they do? Right. What did they say? What did they do? And they're like, I feel so rejected. And I'm like, you can't be rejected. You didn't do your job. You got regret. Different feeling. <laughs> so let's role play it and let's practice it again. Right. Yeah. You know, I did, I did radio sales and I realized like I, I, I did like, you know, theater and improv in high school. I realized how much that stuff comes into play when I was doing sales. It's like mm-hmm. this is just a this is just a show, <laughs> you know. In some some days, some ways, right? Like I I am just here. I am I am going to rely on humor and and being fast and comebacks and just yeah. have some fun. Like that that was always my recipe. And the other thing that I did, and, and I think I've mentioned this on the show before, I had a tally board where I counted all the no's because I knew that every single no that I would, most people would count the deals that they would get or the appointments they would set. I counted all the no's because then I knew once I got like a a certain amount of no's, I was going to be, I was going to be good. (laughs) The most impactful books that I've read, and I've read this book 30 times is a book by Jim camp called start with no. And like, like out of all the books of anybody listening, I mean, start with no is amazing. Um, it was kind of the precursor to Chris Voss's Never Split the Difference. Hmm. And, and the first chapter in that book talks about do not be needy, right? Like probably one of the greatest books, not about sales, but about sales. And Jim had this belief that you really couldn't start the sales process until somebody defined and told you no to tell you what they didn't want. So you could get to the point to find out what they did want. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that was the right. problem in my cable days. You know, because I was closing so many and because it was just working out, I thought I was great. (laughs) Like, I'm I'm awesome. And then I go try to sell something else. I'm like, oh, wow, this is hard. You know, (laughs) something with an actual price to it. And, you know, I I just had all this confidence put into me. Like, oh, yeah, I could sell anything. No, (laughs) not so much. You know know, know why I enjoy selling? Why? Because I enjoy solving problems. Mm. It's one of the things I really like in life is how do I solve a problem? How do I finish the puzzle, right? You know, that is one of the things that really drives me. Mm -hmm. So I look at every sales opportunity as, okay, this is some type of puzzle and I got to figure it out, right? There's an answer to this. There's a way to get the sale done. I just need to, you know, figure the path to get absolutely, And And it makes it fun. Like every deal is different. Every deal is exciting. It's not the same old thing. I'm not that solar guy that's just saying the script to somebody and forcing them into the conversation. I'm having a conversation, not forcing them. I'm trying to figure out where's the next step to move this forward, 
to get this deal done. And that's what makes it exciting for me. So, you know, it's never rejection. It's like, it's just self-analysis. I'm like, okay, how can I solve this problem differently nice. next time? Nice. I, I will share something with you from watching salespeople at the table. And the difference between people who close a few deals and people who close a lot, typically, this isn't 100%, is the, the guy or the girl who's having fun yeah. at the end and smiling when they get an objection and like they don't care. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'll, I'll yeah. give you visual. I can give you a visual representation of this. So Grant Cardone did this thing called like uh, some millionaire show. Um, my brain went blank here for a second where he pretended that he was broke. Mm. And okay, okay. So they followed him around and I was watching this. I'm listening to him talk, you know, I'm listening to him have conversations. And there's a point where He's saying like, I don't have money, but I got to ask somebody for 10 grand. Okay. And so if you, if you watch Grant Cardone in this episode, when he's asking for 10 grand, he's smiling. Right. And I went, I zeroed in on that. And I started watching the closers that I was writing with and working with as they would close deals, they would smile. Hmm. And I went, they recognize what Greg just said, that I need to have fun. I need to figure out this deal. And they didn't get stressed out. Yeah, they they didn't get worried about like I'm going to lose this deal or I'm going to lose this sale. They were more worried about like how do how do I solve this problem? How do I bridge this gap? Right, right. It's amazing too how much like just having fun, smiling, enjoying yourself. It's, it makes such a difference. Like I've done ride-alongs with with salespeople, and I've seen them where yeah. it's just like. Man, I would. I, I'm sitting there, and I'm with the person. I'm on the side of the, the salesperson, and I'm just thinking, I would not buy anything from this person. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, he's, you know, it's like it's not having fun at all. Just like not enjoying the process, and, and you feel and, their stress. Yeah, you feel their totally. tension to sitting next to totally. them watching it. Yeah. So as as people feel like they're they're losing the sale, they do one of two things: they either push harder. Or they drag on a conversation so they don't get rejected. Right. And, mm. and I, I have sat in call after call where I'm like, oh my goodness, we have talked about the most inane things for the last 30 minutes. Ask for the business. Are we, <laughs> right. are we getting business or are we going to talk about the flowers for another 30 minutes? <laughs> yeah. You just hand them the proverbial pen. <laughs> ask for the signature. Ask for the deal. At some point, you just got to do it. Well, Scott, you know, we're really excited to have you on the Best Business Network, um, the How to Sell show. Tell us what can people expect when they listen to your show? So uh, I, I get to work with entrepreneurs and business owners, practitioners, salespeople on a daily basis. That's part of my role and responsibility. So I take everything that I've learned, everything that I've looked at, and I figure I don't ever want somebody to be stuck like I was. So I share anything and everything. I'm an open book. I, I talk about like things that are going right in my life and things that are not perfect. Like I have bad days. Like that's a mistake. Sometimes you listen to a podcast and everything's like, yes, flowers and fun and <laughs> unicorn and cake, right? That's, that's not that way. So, you know, I, I share insights of the notes that I've taken from the last 15 years of working with salespeople, common trends, uh, issues that I see, hard conversations that you got to have, word tracks that you could use. You know, techniques that are completely different than everything that's out in the marketplace. Like I have this belief that there's always the opposite. So if there's somebody who is a high pressure sales, 
there's entirely possible for somebody to do low pressure sales. Which one's the right one? I don't know which one fits your personality. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm more than willing to admit that there's a, a, a thousand ways to skin a cat. It doesn't have to be my way or the highway. It's got to be the one that what works for you and what gets you the result. So when I do an episode, when I do a recording, I say, hey, what do I wish I would have known 20 years ago if I could go have a conversation with myself? Or what piece of content was I able to extrapolate from something that had nothing to do with sales (laughs) and then turn it around and use it for a sales strategy? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I, I highly encourage all our listeners to go and check out uh, Scott's show. Again, it's called How to Sell Show. It's so informative and one of the best things and, and one of the more unique things that I've ever heard in a podcast is every once in a while, <laughs> you're going to hear the ocean crashing in the background because Scott's <laughs> doing it on the beach in Hawaii. And I just absolutely nice. love that. It just makes me like, nice. Scott, take me with you. You know what's funny? I, I, I've got family on Oahu, so I go out there like every two to three months. And so I've got a recording studio, a mobile recording studio. And I always get asked, what are you doing? And I say, I'm recording a podcast. And people say, why? You're at the beach. I'm like, I'm on the North Shore of Oahu. I got giant green sea turtles 20 feet from me. And the ocean is cra- like, I-, I would much rather be at the beach than be in a studio. And then you get to like, hey, I'm jealous. <laughs> that's awesome we greg i think i think we need uh, one of these mobile studios well we gotta do we gotta do road trip. <laughs> yeah, Let's do it. i, we, I can i can accept up to four people in one time so like all right perfect yeah. well, this is all working out for us <laughs> and scott you, well, thank yeah thank lot. you so much for for sharing knowledge on this show and on, on your show, you've got like, th- there's a ton of episodes as well. So there's a so, huge back catalog that you got to go check out. I, Scott's I have 210 episodes as of today. Nice. Uh, but I also have 2,600 YouTube videos. So like I have a little bit of content online. Exactly. So there's a bunch for you to go check out with Scott. We'll put links to a lot of that. Not all of it because we can't put 2,000 links in there, but we'll put links to his YouTube channel, his podcast, uh, website, all that fun stuff in the podcast description. And you can always also check him out at the best business network. Uh, com. That's our website where you'll find all of these uh, great podcasts, including this one and Scott's. Scott, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me on. I had a lot of fun. Aloha. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing DIY for Business, a part of the best business network and Electrocast Media. The subjects that we cover on this podcast are selected with the goal of helping your business grow. This is a a big one for that, right? Talking sales. Uh, All of the information provided is opinion-based, and you might want to consult a professional to discuss your exact business situation. Greg and I want your company to succeed, and we are happy to take your questions and maybe turn them into entire episodes where we can get those questions answered. So if you've got an area where you need solid business advice, head over to our website, diyforbusinesspodcast.com and you can hit the contact us and we would love to hear from you. If you're a business owner, fantastic. If you're somebody that advises businesses, that's fantastic as well. Again, we thank you for listening, subscribing to DIY for Business where you are not alone.
Are you a fan of classic cinema or a young person who wants to discover the best films of all time? Do these legendary movies still hold up? On the Generation Film Podcast, two guys who grew up when movies dominated the culture share a great film with a panel of young movie lovers and see how it plays for today's generation. We discuss changes in storytelling styles, representation, the making of each film, its initial reception, and how its meaning has changed over the years. Join us as we explore cinema classics across generations on Generation Film. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electric acid.